0: nine six, one of the great prophecies about Christ's birth. Uh, really that you can a good portion of Isaiah nine, but we're picking out one verse in Isaiah uh, hopefully we're gonna pick it out and read it in a second. So let's read this verse together, remain standing and we'll sing another song. Read with me. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder and His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace." Be seated. Thank you so much. In just a moment, I want to read a couple of verses out of the book of Romans. Um, I've been doing a thing on Friday mornings, and um, you may not know, but every Friday at 9, I do a, a, a Bible study on Facebook. And, and what we've been doing is major, uh, major Bible doctrines, or I would say, you know, like key Bible verses, and, of course, that fit well with today because Christ is the light of the world. And I've talked a lot about how that came to be and what the Bible says about Christ being the light. But, but in Romans 1, I'll read it in just a minute, it's, about, it's, it's why Christ came. Christ came to save sinners. That's why he came into the world. You know, we know uh, John says it like this in 1 John 3. Jesus came to defeat the works of the devil. I, I like that verse. He came to defeat the works of the devil. Jesus came to save sinners. And uh, so we call that the gospel message, the good news. Uh, the, the, the message about the birth of Christ is good news. Amen? It's good news. Now I heard a joke a couple of days ago and it said, uh, it said, uh, how do you know how much how much Jesus weighed when he was born? Do we have a record of how much Jesus weighed when he was born? And we find out because there's a way in a manger. That's pretty good, eh? That's the least one you can use, a way. Oh, pretty good. Walter, you're impressed with that, are you? Huh? Because I heard it. I, I listened to Diane. She had it on, what was that, Facebook or something? You Whatever. Anyway, I heard it. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Um. Away in a manger. Let me read to you. I'm just going to read a short passage and just share with you um, three things we know that are true if you know Christ. Okay. If you're here tonight, the Christ of Christmas, you can know about him, okay? You can know about him up here. And a lot of people know about him up here, and they've been celebrating. About him up here. But they don't know him here. And. uh, I've met him. I know him. And many of you can say the same thing. I know. I know Jesus Christ. I've met. The resurrected Christ. And there's. And in the book of Romans. It tells us just two or three things. We know that Jesus did. I'm just reading two verses. This is Romans 1. One of the doctrines we dealt with on Fridays was the gospel. And and I've dealt with grace and the gospel, salvation, you know. And uh, obviously today, the light of the world. Uh, Paul says, this is uh, Romans 1, verses uh, 16 and 17. Listen to God's word. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Good news. Are you ashamed not of the little babe in a manger? All of us aren't ashamed of displaying a little, but are you ashamed of the good news that Jesus Christ came and died and he's the only way of salvation? You know, for there's only one name, one name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There's only one. For... For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for in it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. The, the Bible's very exclusive. You can only be saved by hearing the gospel. You have to hear the word. of the, Everybody who was saved after Jesus' resurrection, when Jesus was resurrected from the dead, he only appeared to people that already knew him. Think about this. He only appeared to believers so that everybody that believed in Christ after the resurrection would believe because they heard the gospel. And that's how God brings, that's how he births people through his word and through his spirit. An incredible thing. for it He says, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So the gospels, what God uses his power to say to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now listen to what he says here. For in it, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. How in the world is the righteousness of God revealed in the gospel? Because it tells us that God was so, is so perfect, so holy, so righteous that it took his son to be the lamb without blemish to take our place. It took an infinite, the infinite God in second person to redeem us from our sins. So this gospel message not only says, but it tells us how holy God is. And how in the world will you face a holy God without knowing Jesus Christ? It's impossible. Here's three things quickly that we know. The Bible says when you came by faith, you died with Christ. It's a credible thing. Paul says it like this. It's kind of Paul's theme verse. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Then he says, yet I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. So when you and I believed in the resurrected Christ, when we believed in, in the full-grown God, Emmanuel, God with us, when we believed in that, uh, the Bible says we were, we were saved and we were, our old nature was crucified. We died with Christ. Do you know Jesus himself said that's why you and I, technically, I know physically we're going to die, but in John 5, Jesus says that you and I no longer die. If we know Him, we do not die. Now physically we do, but spiritually we don't. An incredible promise. So you died with Christ. So you've died. You've died. So we've died with Christ to sin. Number two, we're declared righteous. Now that's judicial. This is what's great about salvation. If the Bible's true, and it is, and He is the Lamb without blemish, and He bore our sins, now, this is doctrine, but it's okay. It's Christmas Eve. We can handle doctrine. We call that justification. You're declared. You know, God declared when you believed in Christ, when you accepted Him, believed in Him, that He is who He says He is. The Bible says God judicially, from a judicial standpoint, because He's God, He's the judge. Christ is also the judge. They declared you not guilty. That's a declaration. We call that justification. The whole book of Romans is about just. You're justified by faith. It's just as if you had never sinned. He declares you. So this is why we love the Christ of Christmas. Not because he's a little babe born in a manger in Bethlehem. Because it's God in human form and he came and bore our guilt and bore our sin on Calvary's cross. I'm in love with the crucified, resurrected Christ. I'm not in love with a babe in a manger. But that's what we celebrate. It started... With a virgin birth, it had to start without sin. Contacting Jesus, so we we died, we're declared righteous. And here's the other thing that's incredible: that those of us that have been born again know, we've been delivered from the bondage to sin. Now, this is what I mean. I still sin. I'm a believer, been saved forty some odd years. I still sin, but my nature is not to sin. My my nature is I want to obey Jesus, but I still sin. So, in salvation, when I met that resurrected Christ, He delivered me from being a slave to sin. Yes, I still sin, but it bothers me. It's not what I want to do, because I've been delivered from that. I'm no longer a slave to sin. So, here's the three D's. You died, you were declared righteous, and you've been delivered from the bondage of sin. That's why the Lord's Supper matters, right? That's why we do the Lord's Supper on Christmas Eve. Because this is a picture of the broken body and the shed blood of Christ. The Bible says, you know, he said, this is my body. Then the Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission or no forgiveness of sin. There has to be a bloodletting. The Old Testament were animals. But now there's the Lamb of God. slain. The Bible says, in God's economy... He's the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. You read the book of Hebrews and you find that Him and the Father had determined in eternity past that Christ would come and die for us. That's what we believe in. So when we believe in Christmas, I want you to take it further. I, I am believing in, in the babe in a manger. I am, but we've got to take it further than that. We have to believe in the, in the incarnate God dying for sin. And by faith we believe in Him. That, That's why we want to, this this is a testimony of the gospel. Let me uh, read you this little, this little, uh, I think I read this a couple of years ago. um, And then we'll start serving ourselves. You know, we've done it every year, so you'll know what we'll do. By the way, we'll start to my right in the back. You'll come back to front. Then we'll come here, back to front. Then we'll come here, back to front. Come here back to front. So here, 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 here. Let me read this verse. "'Twas the night before Jesus came, and all through the house not a creature was praying, not one in the house. Their Bibles were laying on the shelf without care in hopes that Jesus would not come there. The children were dressing to crawl into bed, not once ever kneeling or bowing ahead." And mom in her rocker with baby on her lap was watching the late show while I took a nap. When out of the east there arose such a clatter, I sprang to my feet to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, threw open the shutters and threw up the sash. The light of his face made me cover my head. It was Jesus returning just like he said. And though I possessed worldly wisdom and wealth, I cried when I saw him in spite of myself. In the book of life which he held in his hand was written the name of every saved man. He spoke not a word as he searched for my name. When he said, it's not here, my head hung in shame. The people whose name had been written with love he gathered to take to his father above. With those who were ready, he rose without a sound, while all the rest were left just standing around. I fell to my knees, but it was too late. I had waited too long, and I had thus sealed my fate. I stood and I cried as they rose out of sight. Oh, if only I had been ready tonight. In the words of this poem, the meaning is clear. The coming of Jesus is drawing near. There's only one life, and when the life and when the last name is called, we'll find that the Bible was true after all. Let's bless let's bless the elements. Let's pray. Father, help us to to somberly consider what we're remembering tonight. We we're invited to your table. It's called the Lord's Table. And we're invited to it, and it's called a table of remembrance because we forget. So, Lord, tonight, we want to remember. We do want to remember the birth of the virgin-born child. We do. But, Lord, we want to remember the substitutionary death of the Lord Jesus Christ, his sacrifice for sin, his substitute for us. Father, thank you for the gift of life in Christ alone. We pray it in Christ's name. Amen. Gonna invite my right in the back, y'all start, come forward. And as we always do, I will serve you a piece of bread. And you can you can take your cup. If I give you too big of a piece of bread, you don't have to eat the whole thing. Okay? It's unleavened bread because it's a picture of Christ's sinlessness. Thank y'all for being here tonight. Get you if you'll get your cup. Hey Alex, how are you? Get you. <laughs> How are you, Lisa? What a blessing. What a blessing. Abby, it's always a blessing to see you. Get your cup, baby. Can you handle that? Can you handle that? Okay. How are you tonight? By the way, Mary Ann makes the unleavened bread for us usually every year. We're fixing to teach some more people to do that. TJ, I can't wait to go to Kentucky. Get you, get your drink. Get your drink. We're going to Kentucky in a few days. TJ's going with us. Scott, what a blessing. How many do you want? Okay. okay. It's okay. I'll give you a note. You can handle that. That's your job. (laughs) What a blessing. Thank y'all for being here tonight. Y'all have family coming in? Going? Okay. Thank y'all. Miss Faye, Merry Christmas. Get your coat. Jerry, what a blessing. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Linda, you doing well? Good to see you. Sam, always a blessing. Thank always you for being here. Harold, what a blessing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You ready to go too, I know. Hey, young lady, how are you? like your shirt. Hey, young man, how are you? Get your cut. Oh man, you dressed to preach tonight, aren't you? Huh? 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 Tell me, huh? Philip, it's a blessing. It's great to bring your family, isn't it? It's something else. Jonathan, what a blessing. Get your cup. Hey, young man. And yeah, as baptized, you you can take the Lord's supper now, buddy. There you go. There you go. Heather, what a blessing. Hey, Mike. How are you? Good. good Chris, thank you for playing for us, my hey, friend. Bro, thank, you. thank you. Hey, how are you? You doing okay? Good, good. Hey young lady, how are you? Molly, you all ready to go? <laughs> it's exciting, isn't it? Hey mom, how are you? A blessing. Hey guys. All right, there's your little piece of unleavened breath. There you go. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey young lady. I better give <laughs> just to give you that big thing. Sorry. young man. You doing okay? How are you? Kids did such a great job. That was awesome. Thank you. The blessing. Hey Allison. This is our twenty third time, I think, Walter, or something like that yes they are clean my hands are clean Walter asked me he would wouldn't he Merry Christmas Christmas to you what a blessing to see you tonight Mm -hmm. Miss Brooks it's always a blessing Mm. John what a blessing you doing okay it's a blessing to see you. Thank y'all for being here. How are you? Merry Christmas to you. Marty, what a blessing. Ken. Let me get this for you. There you go. Okay. Hey Beth, what's going on? Good to see you. Love your shirt. Thank you. Yeah. What a blessing. It's already got some debris in it. How are you? you? What a blessing. Man, it's great to see y'all tonight. How are you? Good. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Welcome morning, thank y'all for bus- visiting with us tonight. That's awesome. Cindy, merry Christmas. John, blessing. Thank you. It's my brother David. Hey, David. I've seen you before. Good to see you. Thank you. What a blessing. Caleb, get you get your cup. Okay. It's great. Solomon, get your cup, buddy. Okay. I want you to listen closely when I talk about this, okay? Coming back for more? Yes. (laughs) Thank y'all so much for being here. Isn't it exciting? Start a new tradition, a newlywed tradition. It's awesome. Hey, young man, you ready to go? Put your cup. Sonia, what a blessing. You doing okay? Good. I'm doing great. Hi, you guys. You doing okay? Wow, okay. Mindy, it's always a blessing. Thank you. Cindy, what a blessing. Merry Christmas. Isn't it awesome? God's good. That hey, young lady. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. I used to be her youth pastor. That's a long time ago, my friends. I used to be tall and skinny. Well, maybe skinny, not tall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, isn't that awesome? What a tradition. i get two of them. You got two cups, okay. And here's my sweet family, Leah. Get you a cup, baby. How? You can go with Mama, baby. You can go with mama. Here, hey, take one of these with you, sweetie. There you go. There you go. Yes. Hey, sweetie. You okay? Hi. How are you, good. Courtney? Let's get, get you a cup right here. And John? You're the last, son? the last. Yeah, the last. Okay. You want to take it some bread? There you go, baby. Listen to Papa when he talks about it, okay? Okay. Yeah. When we think about the bread. When Jesus said in the upper room. Recorded in the synoptics. But also by Paul in 1 Corinthians 11. He wants them to know that. That he's taking the place. His his physical body. Being sacrificed. Is now going to be the replacement. He's going to be the Passover lamb. And uh, so he takes this bread. It was unleavened bread, a picture of sinlessness. And there's a whole thing they would go through at Passover, making sure there was no leaven in the house. And he takes this unleavened bread, which is a picture of sinlessness. Okay? So Jesus is declaring several things when he holds up this bread and says, This is my body. The first thing he's telling us is, He alone is sinless. Amen? Okay? Uh, even, even Herod said that several times. I find no fault in this man. So Jesus died with no sin and innocent, right? So then he didn't die for himself. He died for somebody else. And he dies for those who believe in him. Isn't it awesome? So in that upper room, he takes this bread and he says, This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Got too big of a piece. Then, you know, there's all these cups. We've had the Jews for Jesus here, and they've done the Passover for us several times. And they say, they, that there's four cups at Passover. That's true. And then Jesus was handling the third cup. And he says, I mean, it's right there in Luke 22. He calls it a new blood covenant. There's a new covenant. There's an old covenant. That was the law. And God would overlook the law when they would offer an animal sacrifice. Well, Jesus says this is a new covenant. It's no longer in the covenant about an animal, a bull or a goat or a heifer. This is about the blood of the lamb. He said this is the new covenant in my blood. Now, Bill, if you would, would you turn off the head, the head, the overhead lights, all of them, get off. Somebody get the switches right over there. And the sconces. In a moment, we will sing uh, um, "Silent Night," but uh, if you hit off. These will eventually come off for us. What I'm doing is I'm lighting my candle. By the way, uh, you can read this in in Matthew 4. I read this today in Matthew 4 where it talks about Christ being the light. And then in Matthew 5, Jesus turns around and says, you're the light. He's ascended to the Father and now he says, you and I are the light. Uh, If you study history, you'll find out that uh, there was a little phrase uh, that they coined that said, He who has the light, pass it on. And that's what we want to do when we share the gospel. So I'm going to light some candles and you start passing it, okay? Others are doing the same. You stick your wick there. Okay, give him. I'll try not to burn you when I get to you, Ken. Maybe I do want to burn you. I got you. Sam. As you get your candle lit, why don't you go ahead and stand with us? And we're gonna sing as our benediction. Uh, I can't find it. There it is. Is it gonna stay lit? Mm-hmm. Try that one more time. That candle's not wanting to cooperate. Okay. Mr. Nobles, what a blessing. Thank God bless you. It, you did, you did. It's so fine. It's sideways to be good. Right. And awesome. Okay. Folks, I hope all of you have a very merry, Crossfield Christmas. God bless you. Let's blow out our candles. You can just leave them on the seat near you.